Mood.tv Hey everybody, welcome back for another week. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Talk about Big D. My oh yes. Little I, little CKS. And that spells dicks. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed the musical theater portion of our evening. That's producer Meredith. She's back. I know. I'm back from the dead. I haven't been here in a while. Woo! It's been a long... It's like, good to be here. You know, I've just been locked up in the Dalmatian station over yeah. there at the uh, Animal Fan Club podcast. Yeah. Woo! Hope She's you don't mind busy. the plug right out the gate. Right out the barn doors, yeah. as it were. Yeah, get it right up top. <laughs> what number are you guys at? You guys have been killing it. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're on, like, episode... Uh, uh, 54. We just recorded. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I can't believe it's been a year. Yeah. Time flies. Time does fly. It That's really been does. like well over 100 animals. Wow. Yeah, doing this podcast stuff. It's 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 wild how many episodes we've done now on Lamayak. So that's coming for you soon that you've already Yeah. Re- Once you reach 50, it just starts melting together. It becomes a dolly painting. Really? It does. I feel does. like. But I've learned so much. There's things you can't unlearn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I know far too much about like animal or mating habits of like snails now. And do you guys know about the love dart? Oh, <laughs> please. There's always time for the love dart. Tell us. Yeah, it's like this thing that gets released um, when a snail is like ready to get down and dirty. They release a love dart, which essentially like kind of puts the other snail in a in a more hospitable place to oh, accept the sperm like so the love dart itself yeah it it's so weird like a roofie arrow a little bit of like a roofie <laughs> arrow um it's like a hit me with your love dart <laughs> but yeah it essentially and like snails are kind of like hermaphroditic so it's like unclear and like I don't even really remember. It was all so complicated, but I do know there is a firing of a love dart. And then you can see Ooh. like next time you see a snail crawling around in your garden, see if they're like impaled with something because they'll just crawl around like the darts will literally go like through them. Wow. Oh, they like they launch it out. They, they fire launch it like a physical Cupid's thing, arrow. like a, calci- a calcified sharp ass thing. Hmm. And it like can literally go right through them. But then you feel good once it's in there. It primes the pump. Hmm. Isn't that weird? So it gets them the equivalent of hard. No, no. Or loose. It gets them like ready to accept the gamete, (laughs) which is like sperm. That's their stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I thought I was alone in calling it a gamete. I'm glad that there's other animals out there that call (laughs) it a gamete. Like when you get into like hermaphroditic hermaphroditic animals, like gametes are the talk of the town. Gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we said we were not going to talk about sexual stuff this oh, episode. Man, and look I at us go. Ruined it. I'm sorry. Look at us go. Look at look at producer Meredith, <laughs> and we got producer EJ over here. I'm here as well. I don't I don't know where to go from there except wow, that's amazing. Yeah, keep we an are eye talk out. About I feel like I got shot with a love dart of knowledge right now. I'm very, <laughs> yeah, that's the I'm very point. Ready. Primed? You're, you primed now? <laughs> the pump's already I'm primed. You don't need the pump tonight. 
<laughs> oh, come on. To reference Just because I know stuff, that week. ain't right. Yeah, it is not right. You know, right. knowledge is always sexy. That's true. What are, what are those? Sapiosexual? Isn't that what they call themselves? People that are attracted to knowledge, like they're turned on by smart people. Oh, really? Are, they call themselves sapiosexual. Bookophile. Interesting. Yeah. Who knew? You learn something new every day. I didn't I didn't know that before last week, I don't think. <laughs> uh, well, this is Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. And I've prepared another question. And it, uh, <laughs> in honor of Meredith, it's about animals. <gasps> Ooh. But it's not, don't, don't get your hopes up. Oh, it's not man. like, it's not actually particularly fun. It's kind of sad. Uh, and here's the question. It goes something like this. If you were to run over <laughs> your neighbor's dog, would you tell your neighbor if they didn't know you did it? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I know what the I know the inspiration behind this. Yeah, it was Should from I an episode of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, it was an episode of Freaks and Geeks where Which Lindsay is, uh, and Kim run over show. Millie's dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the scenario on the show? Was it like pulling out of the driveway or was it like driving by? Because this kind of matters to, to my with my decision. I forget, to be honest. I think it was like they were just in the neighborhood and they just happened to like hit something and they didn't know what it was and they just kept driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you learn later in the episode that it was a Great Dane Holy. that they hit. And you're like, no, you wouldn't hit a Great Dane and think it was nothing. Oh, yeah, your car would be all messed up. Right. There'd be no going back from it. Yeah, they're like horses. They're huge. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it would be like when I, you know, when I used to drive around in the Poconos and literally picking picking, picking deer hair out of the grill <laughs> of the car. Oh, my God. Uh, it ran off. Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's still alive today. Maybe it's retired. Yeah. I don't know. He has a rival podcast that's doing better than ours. It's called, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Man, did I feel terrible about that. But luckily it wasn't a neighbor's deer. So anyways, to yeah. get back to get back to it, do you do you tell them if nobody's around because the dog's not going to say anything? You could you could get away here. What, what what do you do? I guess in my like my problem would be I would be so implicated and like literally covered in the blood of that animal because like I would get out Um. and I would like try to get it help and then I'd have to be like I'm taking your pet to the vet or like call them and say like I'm on the way to the vet with your dog right now I hit the dog okay yeah that makes a lot of sense because honestly like the owner will probably either like one or both of these things feel like be at fault for letting their dog out Mm, mm -hmm. or feel really guilty regardless. Not that they should. Dogs get out. Things happen. Animals are going to do what they're going to do. I would think that the owner themselves wouldn't blame the person driving the car. if The dog just runs in front of them like shit happens. Yeah. Good boys will be good boys. I mean, that definitely makes sense. And I think, yeah, to put it in that perspective, I think that, okay, here's how I would, I'm thinking of this to reframe it for kind of the discussion that I'm kind of curious about, because I think, yes, that is exactly what we all should do for sure. But to put it in light of, say you hit the animal and the animal is for sure dead. Like maybe the animal exploded, right? Oh God. Something. This is like- Not a great Dane. Dunzo yeah. deal <laughs> yeah. little shit suit. Yeah, like like the animal exploded. There's not and you you know, you could easily wash your car or something. The idea being that you don't have to tell the neighbor and the neighbor never has to know that you did it. I just don't know that I could ever like if there is one thing that'll make an honest person out of me, it would be like an animal. 
Otherwise, if it was like a fender bender, listen to my tire squeal as I'm getting out of there. Like, <laughs> but if an animal is at ri- like at, at risk or dead or dying, like I just don't know that I could like carry that because I would want to know what happened to my animal. Mm. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Producer EJ, do you got any ideas here? Yeah, I asked like what was the scenario, and like you're kind of saying it's like if it's I'm I'm driving by if if I and I'm fully aware that I'm hitting a dog too. I guess that's the question. Like, do I kind of see the dog, or am I like, oh, that's my neighbor's dog, and then I hit it, and then yeah, I think for the for this particular scenario, the idea is that you know it's the neighbor's pet, and you know that that pet is not even recognizable anymore. They're kind of eviscerated. Wait, you know it's their pet when you like hit them, like <laughs> yeah. you go out of your way to hit them. No, 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 no. But in that slow motion time, you're yeah, thinking like a- Fluffy, yeah. and then Fluffy explodes, <laughs> and oh, there is no, there is no more Fluffy. Fluffy has been fluffed or puffed. All right. Well, so then, how much do I like these neighbors? Do I like these neighbors? Yeah, that's yeah, another thing. I think, I think, for the sake of argument here, you should like them. Uh, that makes it hard. Yeah, I, I, I probably would stop and even if i knew it was like donezo i'd probably panic at first to be honest my brain would probably like not let me realize i did it and then secondly i'd probably try to cater to the i know the dead the dog is done i know it but i'd probably try to like scoop it up or give it cpr even though it's like completely donezo yeah and then probably try to find a neighbor immediately I'm I'm thinking how I would feel in that shock moment, you know, like I think if I because uh, I think I'd probably react that way, I think. Yeah. I mean, this all sounds like, like human stuff, <laughs> like what you're talking about sounds like th- a very yeah. human, normal response. I, I And I'm only asking so I could play devil's advocate, even, despite the fact that I think. I wouldn't even do this, but I'm I'm just wondering if <laughs> there's an argument to be had. And I'm going to respond here because I think after the commercial break, we've got a write-in that we can entertain. So I'm going to talk a little bit w- w- about what I think before the break, which is unusual for the show. So anyways, I'm wondering if there's any case to be made for if, if Fluffy explodes, you know that it's Fluffy, and now Fluffy is gone for good. And you know you have a good relationship with the neighbor, but you don't have to tell the neighbor. Is there any value in them going through life in a way that doesn't trouble your relationship with them forever? Is is there anything to be said for not complicating that relationship? Because there's nothing that can be done now. It's over. Is there is it, no? I mean, we really don't know what kind of people the neighbors are. Even right. if we like them, they could be like, "Fuck that dog! That dog was a pain in the ass. He's always getting out." Like we don't know, <laughs> we don't know the scenario completely. I, mean, I think we're assuming it's going to be like someone who's really distraught. But you know, good boys will be good boys. Like Aww. we know that sometimes they get out, and maybe they, uh, you know, are are not going to hold a grudge as badly as we think they are. Now their kids, on the other hand, might think you're the worst person in the world. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent gonna put a strain on the relationship. I would say probably seventy percent. That's an interesting point, though, because I I do wonder then there is going to be something in your brain maybe that the neighbors wanted Fluffy to die and they were watching you to make <laughs> sure that you would do quote unquote the right thing as a moral test. Ooh, ooh, that's so paranoid. 
Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Super, super paranoid stuff. But actually that kind of thing makes me even rethink the position that I had. Like my, my whole idea is that say you like, you love these people, you hang out with them all the time. You know, it may not be the same again afterwards because of what you've done to fluffy. Uh, and so you decide not to tell them not because you feel good about it, but because it could preserve your relationship. But if you start thinking that maybe they set it up and like the whole thing is a simulation to begin with, like <laughs> that it was all fake, I guess you could have that thought and because you're free to have any thought you want, I suppose. And so then I guess you should tell them anyways. I mean, again, depending on the type of neighbor, you could have that thought. There's like certainly behaviors from your neighbor who you happen to like, but could be crazy. And you'd be like, oh, all right. You know, there's, it's not like, it's not impossible. It's not. It's not crazy to think that there are people like, I know more people like that probably than I do <laughs> that aren't like that. So it's like, what if, you know. All right, what if you killed my dog? I don't have a dog, but if you killed my, somebody you know very well, and I was very attached to that dog, loved that dog, talked about the dog all the time, wore a locket with the dog's picture in it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, in that case, it's like you have to think, okay, this is, this dog is like a family member. It's a loved one. Mm-hmm. And if that loved one were a human, those people would want closure and they deserve closure. And to not have that for their dog, their loved one, their family member is going to be like a huge hole in their heart. And so as a neighbor, as somebody who is in their lives, wouldn't you want to provide that closure to them? It might be painful. Closure can be painful sometimes, but it's like necessary to heal and to grieve. Oh, yeah, that got even trickier because I was thinking about it in terms of pets. But if, you know, if you went and accidentally killed my family. <laughs> but that like the way you described it, you've got a picture of a of your border collie in your locket. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a family member. No, totally. But I mean, I guess we should just go straight to family then. Like if you did accidentally kill my family, it, I guess. ooh, that's so tricky. Is it? I guess you have to kind of fall on the sword of never having that relationship be the same again. Right, but for the better of them and their grieving and the process of, like I said, having closure with that tragedy. Yeah. Is closure always better? I don't know. I mean, this is like really, I'm not, you know, I will be the first person to say I'm not the one to talk about this because I've not had that kind of problem. Thank thank heavens. But uh, I'm just curious, again, about like you know what what is that about the closure of something that can't be changed anyways that we need and do you feel that same closure if you hit your own dog <laughs> you, you know like seconds after i explode my dog i say at least there's closure at least i know what happened <laughs> we've closed this circle <laughs> yeah that's instant closure Instant closure when you do that. Well, at least you know what happened. You don't have to like go and scrape your dog off the pavement <laughs> so and dark. say, what monster did this to my dog? Who could do this? But then like, at least if your neighbor did it and came to you and said, I tried to help. I, you know, I, I'm so sorry. Here's what happened. It's like, I think that would go so far. Like that shows humanity. That shows hmm. manness, as you used to say, Anthony. It shows like that you, you're owning up to what you did. I think, I think, yes. <laughs> yes. I just have a nagging uh, devil's advocate voice in my head. And you're right. Because that is absolutely what I would do. But it is interesting to think about why. Like you're just. I feel like. 
from the perspective of me, if I did, if that, if I were the hitter, I would feel badly and want to be that human. But I think as the person with the dog, once that dog is dead and the closure is seeing the dog, like I now know that dog is dead. I don't think that the extra piece of knowing who did it is going to fix that so much. Hmm. Like if it's my best friend or if it's the garbage man, it's probably worse if it's my best friend because now I know I can be mad at that person as the person who's I lost the dog. It's the garbage man. It's almost abstract. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Abstract is a great word. I think that's what I was what I was thinking of is the fact that if you don't know the reason, then you can kind of externalize the fact that there's evil in the world. And you can just say bad things happen and bad things happen to good people yeah. for no reason sometimes. And and that sucks. But you don't you can't pin it to somebody, least of all somebody that you then have to sacrifice another person. You have two deaths then because of that. Well, it depends on how sense. you handle it, though. Yeah, of course. But I, 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 if you accidentally killed my whole family, it would be hard <laughs> for me to uncouple that from you forever yeah. if you told me that you did it. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do that as the hittee. Like, I think it's so complicated because I think the person who hits should absolutely come clean. But as the person who's lot has the loss... It's probably better for them not to know. It's better probably for them to keep it abstract with the dog. I'm not talking about the family, yes. which is interesting, you know? <laughs> that, yes. it's, it's like both of those that's things are thinking. true and they conflict with each other, you know? I think that was my whole... Yeah, that's kind of hitting the nail on the head of my point of like getting... That's the crux of it, I think. I think that's the dilemma here is that is that problem because... For better or for worse, I think all three of us here and probably most people listening would indeed do... Uh, quote unquote, the right thing and tell, because I think there is something to be said here about maybe that's ultimately bad. But the other question, the other side of this too, is who are you trying to make feel better? Like, are you telling them because you feel guilty? And if you feel guilty, are you trying to free yourself? And then if that's the case, are you just doing yourself a favor so you can then eat your turkey sandwich and have an appetite again because you told them? (laughs) Yes, it's interesting. It is interesting. It's complicated. It's complicated. I think it's really complicated. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're all in agreement that we probably would just tell them because I feel like we would be wrecked with guilt. And whether yeah. that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do, I just I, we, we probably would do that. But I just wonder if there's this other side to it that, you know, it, it's just interesting. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, oh, well, at least at least Anthony killed my dog. That's not going <laughs> to. He would kill a dog. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying like if I saw my dog dead. And I'm like, oh, at least my best friend was the one who killed it. You know, that's not, I don't know if it's going to make me feel better. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. It's going to also now make our relationship weird. Yeah, it's cool. It was me. It wasn't, it wasn't a stranger. I did it. And you're like, oh, or at least it was you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, it's complicated. I think it only, it only can make it worse, really. I don't think it's going to make it any better. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, luckily I haven't had this problem yet. But again, unequivocally, like the right thing to do is to, to tell the truth and try to try to help. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, yeah, that's just just so much wrapped up in that. I think, I think our instincts would all be to do that, but I do kind of wonder like how good it is. I don't, (laughs) it sounds so terrible, but how good it is to admit your guilt. And that spells dicks. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Big D, little I, little stickers. Dicks. 
Little C, little I, little, little CKS. And that spells dicks. Dicks. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We have a text message. So remember, you can text us now. And we will link that phone number. We will we will start linking it wherever we can so that you can just click it and text it and send it right on over to us. And we're also going to say it right now. 929-352-6173. <laughs> but it's also, you can you can memorize it if you want to be fancy. If you want to be fancy, go ahead and memorize it like I did after all these episodes, which I didn't love doing. <laughs> but, but I did it. Ew. <laughs> I had to put those numbers in that order in my head. In this head? In this head? That's hours I'm not going to get back. Hours. <laughs> you could just click the fancy little link and send us a little text. We have links, right? Don't we have links now? There's links, yeah. There's links. You just click that link, boom, send us a text. Oh, y'all got links. Just like this person did. So this person sent us a text and they said to us, Hey guys, congrats on hitting 200 plus in four years. Keep the questions coming. Thank you very much. We very much appreciate it. Something on my mind for whenever. Even after stellar reviews and or personal recommendations, would you hire a lawyer or other white collar professional if you saw a glaring typo on their personal website or advertising literature? Conversely, are there any professions or careers where typos add to their credibility? Here's the thing. I feel like Lawyers, no offense, because I understand it's a lot of work and it's very rigorous coursework and testing to get through the bar and everything. But I do feel like they are a dime a dozen. Also, we're in such a world of scams, internet scams, all of these things. And we've all like, say you're putting an advertisement up for like, I need to sublet in my apartment on Craigslist. And you know that if you get a thing that's full of typos... Or full of like weird English. Oh, yeah. You know, like, throw it away. This is a scam. This is somebody being, this is like somebody overseas that's has probably nefarious intentions. So I would honestly, like, typos are kind of the first line defense, I think, for any consumer as to like the legitimacy. It's like the least thing you can do to broadcast your credibility. I agree particularly with lawyers because yes. I feel that lawyers, part of their thing is linguistic prowess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being detail-oriented. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I would definitely say as far as lawyers go, that would be an immediate can't, can't hire and that And it's person. not like, you know, that's your only chance. There's going to be another one out there. Like, it's there's a lot yeah. of them. You've got a lot of options. Yeah, a lot of fish in the sea. Our, the word that the text used was glaring. Yeah, so I think glaring. that's really important too because, yeah, you know, if they spell some legalese word wrong that I don't know, then sure. But yeah, if they spell lawyer wrong, you know, then that might be a problem. <laughs> Layer? It's like, it's like, <laughs> liar. Hideous cordless. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could be fun though. I mean, that might be more fun. <laughs> or like if it's like an educational thing, like the words better be spelled right. Like if because I mean, there's other professions too. I was thinking lawyers, yeah, definitely typos, big problem. Or like a notary or an accountant, even a doctor. Like those are all professions where it's like you better get it right because the details really matter when it comes to those jobs. Yeah, I'm I'm having a trouble coming up with a job that. 
it would benefit from having typos? Yeah, because you would you would hope that in any sort of like legit business that you would have a number of eyes on anything before some before it would be published anywhere. Yeah, I'm like I think a prerequisite to something being okay or preferred that there, <laughs> that there are typos would definitely have to be a lone wolf scenario. I don't think there's multiple people working at this company. Yeah. I feel like this would uh maybe be a hitman something something like that where you can go, "Oh, you know what? Maybe they're uh you know, like maybe they're a little deficient in some ways anyways. So maybe they're not so concerned I about mean, killing. Like <laughs> not to politicize this, but is there like a world where like, you know, in certain, I don't know, political ideologies where um, like an academic polish isn't necessarily like viewed highly that somebody could see typos as like, oh, he's just like me. No how. <laughs> no way, no how. <laughs> I was kind of thinking along those lines, like if it's like ironically misspelled, where it was like Jim Bob's beef jerky for all the people who got no teefers. Like something like that would be okay. Where you'd be like, oh, I'm in, you know, or like. I just, the idea of chewing beef jerky with your gums. Is... You don't need teeth to enjoy a beef. That was a slogan of a jerky I ate growing up. Shut up. What? Yeah, it was like Absolutely. it was. Uh, it was in it came in like can. a skull can. Ew! Yeah, what? but it was shredded up, and you could just like suck on it underneath your gums. You don't need teeth you to enjoy our beef. Suck on it. That's right. And that was a spirit spelling error that appealed. So I would so that say appealed. so it does happen. Advertising, <laughs> I would say advertising is the way to do it because I think you were onto something, Eric. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. You know, it can it can work. I think it can totally work if the idea is advertising. If the idea, or if it's like a daycare and it's like somebody uses the faux ch child type, like "Hello, I need my mommy," and they put like "Hello, kids, kids corner," spelled oh, yeah. with a K. Yeah, and then somebody, and then and some snooty person drives by and goes, "Fucking idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> I want to take my preschooler to a place where they teach them wrong. <laughs> they can't spell no how. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, I guess. I guess it does happen. It does happen where you're, it has legitimacy because it's part of the marketing zeal. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because it is. I feel like the only place you would want it is at its heart ex exploitative. Yes, and I yes. think that's what advertising is. Yeah. But I don't think. Yes, I don't think you want it earnestly anywhere. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially not somebody who could like literally be holding your your future in their hands, like. A lawyer yeah. or yes. an accountant or something like that. Yeah. Your executioner. <laughs> Your executioner. You want them to be articulate. You want them to go over their work with a fine tooth comb. You want them to have a staff of people that can then review it before it goes out into the world. Non sequitur. Quick about the executioner, just because it just popped into my head. But I, I saw that, that do you, flash. Do you, Come do you, over your do face. Do you get to meet them before the day? No. You meet the executioner that day. They're the ones that bring you the last meal. Oh. They bring the. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> well, I'm still thinking like you know, like old gallows stuff where they've got the hood over their head. Well, no it's like you meet no them. No news is good news. <laughs> <laughs> you meet them the day before for lunch, and then the next day you see them, but they've got the hood over their head. Like at the dress rehearsal. <laughs> dress rehearsal, like the walkthrough. 
Is there a walkthrough? Yeah, that's like the, that's kind of my question. Like, uh, is there a walkthrough? Is there you meet the person? No. Or does it all just become? You're gonna stand here. We're reality. gonna stand there. There, there's gonna be flourishes and flowers. It's gonna be great. Or there's an event planner that's like that's that's like Martin Short walking and, around and, with a clipboard and yeah. father of yeah. the bride and one two three pivot. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, a great that's, concept for a sketch yeah that's if, like mel brooks stuff if nothing else so what if you hit someone's dog or someone hits your dog <laughs> but they leave you a note that says sorry but they misspell the words intentionally to seem cute if like i'm sorry, sorry. does that help <laughs> i think <laughs> no oh my <laughs> well, god well you know what here's the thing okay here's the thing about sawi is <laughs> it would be funny because i think my go-to and i think it's interesting because everybody's go-to and how they receive that information would be very different and so my receiving it i would immediately think it was somebody rubbing salt in my wound <laughs> like i think it would be somebody just really being Sorry. So yes, I think it would be pure, pure sarcasm. Yes. But I do wonder if there's anywhere in the world or somebody that would receive that information and think maybe a child did this or <laughs> or think that oh, I was driving my truck and I hit your dog. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or or they, they live in a place where they are kind of skeptical about the aptitude they have for spelling there. And so, you know, maybe Sawi becomes a little bit more real. I don't know. Or they were so drunk they forgot how to spell and could only ha hold a crayon with a fist. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I think it very much depends on the receiver in that scenario. I think you could actually say that some maybe you would get that information and be like, oh, you know, it was a little kid. They didn't know. You know, I don't know. I think it is possible to be in that scenario. What if they were Canadian and they said they were sorry? <laughs> I wouldn't accept it. Never accept a Canadian's apology. <laughs> no, what? Canadian apology. It's a sex move. <laughs> the Canadian apology. Wait, what is that sex move? Anthony knows. What is it? <laughs> you beat me to it. Okay, you need a horse. <laughs> okay. You need okay. a horse and you need a way to start a fire. <laughs> okay. And if you have both of those things, you can do the Canadian apology. That's the place where we're going to end it. Tune in next time if you want to hear what it actually is. <laughs> dial in at 9... Actually, don't dial in... Or you can you can dial in if you really want to. But now, click that link! Smash that link button at 929-352-6173. Look for that and send us a text message. We love hearing your questions and we love responding to them and we love answering them. It tickles us. It tickles us south and it tickles us north. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and, or you can hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Pod. You can send us an email if you'd like it. Let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com. Very long-winded, that email. That's a long email. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. That's, that is what it is. So send a text if you want, if that's too hard for you. Uh, and then go to moot.tv and buy yourself all the swag. Listen to the other podcasts. Listen to White Wasabi, Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up, the Derek D. Doesn't. Congratulations to Kyle and the boys for celebrating their 100th episode. Uh, I believe it was two weeks ago, so Whoa. go back and listen to that. Yeah, I was recently on an episode of that as well. So you can either listen to that on moot.tv or you can check out their 
YouTube channel, which is Houseboat Tommy Lee Jones. There's links on my episode <laughs> to watch the episode, which is super clutch. Also, check out our subreddit, which is Lamayak Pod, where I'm a, we're a little bit active there, so you can check out some some cool discourse back and forth. Check out the shop at Moot.tv, where this will be our post-Thanksgiving episode, but if you didn't get one of the awesome shirts, you can get a Get Stuffed shirt featuring host Anthony as a turkey. <laughs> Uh, that, that's true. Uh, and hope you had a thank, happy Thanksgiving, even though this will be a little late now. Also, if you're interested in texting questions for our future guest, next week we have John Nolan from Taking Back Sunday and his solo project. Uh, he recently has a podcast out too. Please text us questions for him. All right, everybody. Uh, we love you all. And thanks for producer Meredith for coming on our show. Woo! Anytime. Taking time out of her very busy schedule with her own podcast to come back on the old stomping grounds where, where it all began, where your podcasting career began. Yeah, you can tickle me east or west at animalfanclubpod at gmail.com. <laughs> so I, directionally, we're all tickled. Yeah. I think we covered... We covered all the ordinal tickles. <laughs> what is... Is there cardinal? Cardinal? I forget. And ordinal? Are there cardinal and ordinal directions? Are they the same? The cardinal is the north, south, east, and west. Oh, I'm sorry. Those what is ordinal then? I think the ordinal might be the the southwest, southwest northwest, south, yes. east, west. The weird ones. Oh. And then there's also the other, other ones, which I don't know what those are called. Well, you can tickle me carnally at... <laughs> <laughs> tickle, tickle me carnally. No, tickle me cardinally. <laughs> tickle me carnally which means you like got to find the cardinal album. and you got to get him to tickle me at Animal Fan Club Pod. At gmail.com. How about you guys? Uh, how about on the Insta and whatnot? Where can people send you love darts? I think it's at Animal Fan Club Pod. You can find me at Anthony doing stuff if you're so inclined. EJ Dukoski and or at We Are All Spies, but really at All Things Moot everywhere that you want to be. Check out Moot.tv. That's, that's my main plug. And if you missed the Greg and Man, he should be back next week. He's, you know, he's in Texas. If you didn't miss him, he's still going to be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Fuck him. All right. <laughs> It's been it's been another lovely week. Until next time, this is let me ask you a question. Mood.tv. I was driving my truck and I hit your dog. Sorry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>